You're listening to the Shaping Patterns podcast, where we explore the important role of art and culture in education for sustainability. The European project Shaping Patterns is supported by the Erasmus Plus program. It's time to take action. Get out of your comfortable chairs and show us results. We can't live anymore. You adults are killing our planet. Hello and welcome to the Shaping Patterns podcast. My name is Sine Knussen. I work at Kulturprinzen and I'm here with Ole Pries. Firstly, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Um, will you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes. I'm a school leader here at Rolf Krake School and uh, have been since 2016. We have been uh, in a process, a change, uh, because of a new school structure here in uh, 2017. We uh, got to, to be a science profile school. We saw it as a big possibility to make a school. Uh, we could put in what we were passionate about to invite culture and art in our school. I have a fundamental belief that art and culture are connected with the development of science and of people in general. Um, and you've already touched upon this a little bit, but uh, how more concretely do you incorporate art and culture in the curriculum in your school? We have uh, different ways, but some of them is we have an, a week every year where we all uh, work uh, with the themes uh, the, at the same time. And it's uh, the week uh, 39. Uh, we always look for new pros- projects where we can go work with these themes with people, for example, from the Kulturprince uh, Viborg, Norlys project and so on. Other examples is um, around is about our playground. For example, we have a project with two former students who had made a process about um, uh, the children's playground, and we have the children, the students here from the school, uh, in with it. Can you tell me a bit more about this project? So you uh, you let the students participate in planning how the playground is going to look. They made with their hands some forms for uh, w- uh, which uh, things they could uh, dream about at their playground. And the things uh, with the made with one of the artists uh, was put in in a, what do you call that, a game simulator. Uh, and then there was uh, created in the 3D world with another uh, artist, and that's Jens and Morten here from Holstebro. And... Um, with some older students, they made uh, new possibilities in the in the virtual reality, and now we are making a, a, a concrete project for the playground, and we uh, wish to uh, to some people to to some firms to to give us a donate so we can uh, make it happen, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds really cool and a cool way of 
actually bringing the children into the process of, of shaping their own school. Yes, and, 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 and the important thing is seen as not the project. Yes, it's, it's as well, but, but the process was meaningful and gave the, the children the experience that's something we have in our dreams, in our head, can be made with our hands and could be some new things in, in the 3D world and then out again to the real life. So, so I think the, the process is very important for them. Yeah, that, I think that's a very good point, that they, they can actually learn more from just the imagination and the shaping it than necessarily the end product. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you have a, any examples or experiences of how art and culture has made a difference in your school? Yes, I can see um, some of the things they, um, they do with my school is that we get, uh, as an employee, we, we get more open-minded. We get more, uh, you can call it flexible mindsets, maybe. And you get, um, you get sharp on what you believe to make, to make a good school. It makes my teacher good in a professional cooperation with other peoples. It gives better understanding for different way of seeing things. And I can see that um, movement uh, do what we have to work on all the time because there are so many other things uh, in a, in a, came into the school and will take our time as well. Um, so I'm curious, as a school leader, do you see that you have any like special role or responsibility in making sure that art and culture is present in your school? Yeah, I, th I think I have a, a, a very important uh, position positions for making it happen because I, I, I think my school, uh, many of the teachers, not maybe them all, but many of them see the good things in, in having uh, arts and culture in the school. But when times go by, uh, it can be difficult to, to say, but if I had made the space for it, say you have the time, you have the money, I, I don't think about that. And the people and the children will learn uh, all the the rest. They will they will get they'll get that later. If I say that, the teachers uh, will say okay. So we can go in it. So you can also see that it it helps a lot when you prioritize and you tell the teachers that it's taken care of and they have the time and the means that they need um, to actually work with these artists and, yeah. and do this, prioritize the culture and arts. Yeah, and I think that the principal at a school has a, a very important um, role in, in that happen because if you just say, now we are, we are, we are working uh, as we're, we are working with art and culture and at my school, but I don't have to do further, then I think it will, it will drop out because there's so many other uh, things came in the school every day about glow, goals. You have to go this way to make the children better reader, to make them better at math and so on. And they have to, but I think uh, I can do that as well with art and culture. But, but that, that uh, depend on what, uh, what way I see it, I think. So, so that's important. How do you tackle the question of sustainability with the children at your school? 
I'm, I think uh, I ensure that they are involved and giving the leading role because it's their future it's all about. And uh, I told I, t I, I talked that with the other uh, teachers as well and saying, what do the kids dream about? And I can hear it from the parents because the parents uh, came back to me and say that the, the, the daughter or the sons came home and, and told them to do not to do that with the garbage, for example, or, or so on. Or we have to pick that up when they go in the wood or by the lake and so on. So I see uh, the UN uh, Global Goals is a, a thing, is a theme that the children uh, can see a, a good uh, meaning in. And so, so that's not hard. It's an, it's it's for me, and and I have to have focus on how do I involve the the children and the students more and more, and that's that's my problem to make that happen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how to actually involve the children uh, in this question of sustainability and and really get them to to play a part? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so how. Um, how, for example, would you do that or do you work towards that? I have an example about uh, the sixth grade uh, one year. They were working about uh, the UN uh, Global Goals uh, and with a theater group here from Holstebro. And they were making a, a demonstration about the UN Global Goals. And they were dancing and singing and saying, uh, take care of our ocean and so on. And uh, then they made a little performance for the parents. I, I guess it was about uh, 15 to 20 minutes because it was not the important thing. The process was the important thing. And uh, it was, I think it, it was in March month. Um, and later that year, in June, July, June, there, there was an um, election for government here in Denmark. And uh, one of the teachers told me, hey, Ole, why, why don't we make that demonstration uh, downtown in the city and uh, as a pop-up demonstration? And I said, a pop-up demonstration? What's that? And how do we do that? And... Um, they told us we can do that, uh, just uh, pop up uh, downtown, tell some of the parents that we will do it, and so on. I contacted the, the theater group, but they were busy uh, another another place, so they couldn't be within it. But uh, my teacher was fresh and said, we, we'll do it with the students. We, we asked them. And then we called them together, and I asked the, the, uh, the students if they were... Uh, could see the the possibility in doing that because I, I think it was uh, uh, it was so good and they have a a voice uh, as could be heard and they were yeah yeah we'll, we'll do that we'll do that and uh, then they did it we we invited some um, election uh, candidates from uh, from our area um, uh, and uh, invited them to come and they came it was the day before the election, and uh, we invite the the local TV, TV Midwest, and the, the newspaper, uh, and they came all, all of them came and took the pictures. So we took the the daily news the day before the election uh, with the pop-up 
demonstration uh, down downtown Holstebro, and that was very good and very cool. And I think I was so proud of the students and the teachers, and it all makes sense in the in the best way, I think. So that was, a, I think, it's a, a good example. Now is the time for us to make a difference. We have an ocean, why destroy it? Now is the time for us to do something together. Children and adults, we talk, but we must act. It's not okay to sit with your arms crossed. Do something while we can. Time is not on our side, but against us. Take care of our oceans, take care of our earth. We just continue destroying the earth. We should be a good example for the next generation, because it's our future and our earth. We want to create a good and clean earth. We must reduce global warming and consider that littering in nature has consequences. The amount of CO2 is rising, warming the earth, melting the ice and raising the sea levels. Of the 8,300 animal species we know, 22% are at risk of extinction and 8% are already extinct. It's our responsibility for our earth and the way we treat it. What humans have created, humans can solve. And do you think that the kids maybe, did they learn something by doing that, that they probably couldn't have learned in a classroom? Yes, definitely, because I think I thought over it after the net. I think uh, um, how many hours should I have to uh, teach them in Danish and uh, society uh, compared to what they have experienced with this? Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure that they have learned more about doing it on their own body and voice than uh, sit in the classroom and read about it. And, uh, and did you see what were the children's reaction to becoming, like, getting in the press, becoming part of the newspaper? Yeah, it was big. It was very big. And for the parents as well, I think it's, it get all the, uh, what do you call that, uh, attention and, and, and the day before the election. And uh, I could see the political thing, whoa, it was good we came here that they... Yeah, so that really made a, a difference and they felt like they had a yeah. voice and uh, actually... Yeah, and, and it was, uh, it was here in Denmark we, we say that the, this election uh, get, was the election where we got the um, uh, UN Global Goals, uh, the climate crisis on the, on the, um, on the, what you call it? The agenda. Yes, yeah. and then I could take, uh, talk to the t- uh, students afterwards and you are a part of it. You are part of that agenda now. So they were proud. I was proud. Everybody was proud. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, okay. So my next question is, uh, Shaping Patterns is a European project, so we're also interested in the international perspective. What are your thoughts on giving children a global voice and outlook? I think it's it's more important than ever before because of the way we think and uh, we are very informed uh, about the world outside us. We think the internet, the social media gives us the impression of visibility 
but these are illusions. Uh, we have to open up and meet the world uh, that the lives in a different ways than we do. In this way, we uh, all lives becomes uh, wiser and richer, I think. So I think it's it's very important and it's very important now in a world where we got war again in Europe and so on. So I think it's very important and more necessary than ever. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, and how do you think that the projects like these where we teach children about sustainability and, and help them find their voices through arts and culture, how do you think it'll help the children in the future and, and in being like a global citizen? Yeah, but I think we have to do it the right way. So, so it, it and what's the right way? I don't have the answer, but but I think we have to make people meet and we have to make people uh, see each other and listen to each other. And uh, I think art and culture can be a, a way as well as meeting and seeing each other. And it's very important. So it it may not just become over the internet or getting by letters and so on. I think it has to be, in in many ways, we have to make that connection and in and, and, and those meetings. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Shaping Patterns podcast. Explore the project on shapingpatterns.eu.